this podcast is brought to you by Shay and Jayla. No, Jayla, a lot of people ask us how they can help us grow our podcast. You can like, comment, share, rate, or subscribe to us. Yep. And if you go on to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and just a simple word comment, that helps us be seen more by other Why Notters out there. Absolutely. Keep listening. And we appreciate you. Thank you. What's up, Wine Otters? What is up? It is Shay here. And this is Jayla. And welcome to the Ask Ask Yourself Why Not Not podcast. We are so excited today. We are so excited today. We have a, I'm going to lead us off with a quote from our guest today. Okay. So this is from her book called Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint, a powerful guide to transformation through disentangling multi-generational patterns. And the quote is, the minute you identify what wants to stop and what wants to start, your brain and whole body system begin rewiring. And that is from our guest today, Judy Wilkins-Smith. Judy Wilkins-Smith is a world-renowned family patterns, systemic work, and constellations expert, author, and motivational speaker. And she offers guidance on how to decode your emotional DNA and shift the unconscious inherited patterns that are no longer serving you. Jayla, you want to take us through? Yes, I'll go through her bio. Me and Shay are very familiar with her work, but just to give a little background, um, she is a highly regarded organizational individual and family patterns expert, coach, trainer, facilitator, thought partner, leadership conference, a motivational speaker. Guys, she almost has 20 years of expertise, 18 years of expertise in assisting high performance individuals. Fortune 500 executives and legacy families to end limiting cycles and reframe challenges into lasting breakthroughs and ultimately peak performance. She's very passionate about visionary leadership and positive accelerated global change. She uses her ability to understand critical dynamics and personal and organizational systems by which she points out which the, how they intersect to create growth and success. She's a founder of the System of Dynamics for Individuals and Organizations, and she collaborates with individuals and corporate decision makers to implement innovative whole system design elements, ensuring balance, appetite for excellence, passions, and sustained success. We are so excited, so excited to welcome to the Why Not podcast, Miss Judy Wilkinsmith. Welcome, Judy. Hi, it's lovely to be with you. It's so lovely to be with you. Jayla and I discovered you. Um, we're both fans of Maria Menounos's podcast, Better, Better Together. Oh, yes. Yeah. So we loved your episode that you did with Maria. Yeah. It really had us thinking, Yeah, right? Really yeah. put um, our thinking caps on, especially me and Shay do a lot of work on like limited beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just very fascinating. And your message really resonates with us. Yeah. That's great. So yes, the limited beliefs are the things that we then tell ourselves are the truth. Only it's not the truth. It's just our truth. And you can change that anytime you want to. Yes, that is. uh, We started to do workshops with um, some college kids around challenging their limiting beliefs. And your work from your book 
has really helped us take it to the next level. Yes, excellent. I'm glad to hear it. Why don't you explain a little bit about how to identify and shift some of our limiting beliefs and those inherited patterns through systemic work and constellations? Sure. So it's, it's, you know, people think that transformation is difficult. It's really not. What you want to do is, is take an area where you really struggle. Maybe it's money, maybe it's relationships or leadership, whatever it is. And you want to sit down, give yourself a little space and then ask yourself, what do I think about that? And write down everything that you think, for example, about money, everything you think about money, mm -hmm. everything you feel about money. When you first began feeling that way or thinking that way and what was happening in your life at the time. And then you want to ask yourself, does anyone else in the family have a similar experience? So I struggle with money coming and going all the time. Is that my father? Is that my mother? Was it a grandfather who was similar? Because either you're the beginning of a pattern or you're inheriting that emotional DNA. So right. when you understand what you've inherited, the purpose of being able to see it is that once you've seen a pattern, of course, you can start a whole new pattern because now you're not blind to it. You know what lives there. And that's the one that you spoke about in the beginning. So you know what wants to stop. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, there's a part of you with the money going, I really want a beautiful home and I want a car. And to do that, I'm, I'm going to have to save. And I'd like to be able to, to go and do this experience and travel there. And all of a sudden, you're really excited about what it is that you want to do with your life and with money. And the excitement is bigger than that. I can't do it. I don't have a good enough job. I'm not smart enough. Everybody says it's not doable. It's only for the 1%. So now you're shutting down that little voice that goes, nah, 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 which by the way, is often your multi-generational voice. Those are not your little inner voices. They're your ancestors' voices telling you all the reasons why they couldn't. And now you think it's yours. So when you look at that and you decide what to put down and you get really excited about what it is you want to create, that's the pattern that you're starting and you are the change agent. And as you start that and you wire in different thoughts and feelings and emotions, so you sit down again, you write down, what do I want? What do I really want? How do I, what do I think about that? What do I feel about that? What do I tell myself about that? Now you're giving yourself the antidote to the venom. Now, bear in mind, when I say venom, that's not really fair because that so-called venom is your multi-generational inheritance, which, by the way, is a real treasure map. It's telling you what happened and which doors need to close and which doors need to open. So at all mm -hmm. times, it's a dynamic interactive treasure map for you. So it's really about shutting down the pattern that says, I'm done. And then opening up to the pattern that says, hey, I'm waiting, and off you go. Mm, very interesting. Yeah. Now, Judy, I think even from when I was a kid until now, the um, the desire to kind of know and be fascinated with our ancestry or our heritage, like where we came from, um, it's easy as just going online on like ancestry.com. Like, are we able to actually research our emotional DNA also? Yes, you are, and I'll tell you how. This is the most fascinating thing. So I'm glad you brought up Ancestry. This is a little bit like Ancestry 2.0. So with Ancestry 1.0, you know where you belong. 
when you go looking at your ancestry with this lens, what you start to do is you look at, so what were the events? When you know what the events were, um, the Great Depression, there was a Great Depression. And in our family, we always say, make sure you have two of everything. Be careful. Don't waste. Mm -hmm. Those sentences all came from there. So now you know what the event was that sparked that whole cascade of thoughts, feelings, and actions. And now you can create the next event that says, I'm doing it differently. But you, but you now know where that event was. Now, a lot of people don't have access to that. So what I say to them is, go and timeline your life because those same patterns will surface and they came from somewhere. So even if you don't have access to your ancestors' events, you have access to yours. What are the ones that have really struck you and made you stop and think? Let's go to money. I wasn't thinking and I invested in X and things went south, just like my grandfather or just like my dad. If I have that timeline, I now understand that I'm not right, I'm not wrong, and I don't need to be judged. I'm simply reacting to the system, but I can also create ahead of the system. Yes. yes, I was when we were reading in your book, you um, you had a quote in there that the system wants to survive. And I and that really hit me because I think about, you know, school systems and you're, there's a system in your family. There's a system at school, but there's also a system within your thought work as well. Right. They're all just like memorized patterns. What are some of the like scientific evidence around those emotional DNA? Okay, so there, there are quite a number. The most recent one being 9-11. They did studies on women who were pregnant with children at the time that 9-11 happened and who lost spouses or, or were around it and felt the effect. And um, they could measure elevated PTSD markers. Then they had a look at wow. the children and the children carry elevated PTSD markers. In other words, they've activated that nervous system and that PTSD marker, and the children are inheriting that nervous system and elevated PTSD marker. Mm -hmm. uh, they've also done this in, in um, the Netherlands. And in the Netherlands, there was a particular city that was surrounded by the Nazis, and they were cut off from food and water for three <coughs> months. And because they were a completely intact system, they were well studied. And the after effects of that showed in the women and four generations of children. Wow. That's yeah. Real quick, we have something fun for you. We created a free feel good five checklist. These are our five go-to why not turtle steps we implement on the regular to feel good every day. A turtle step to us is something you can easily do on your worst day that will move you towards the life of your dreams. We developed this podcast to feel good through self-help and community. And if you're ready to start feeling better, here's what you need to do. Go to our website, askyourself-whynot.com. Click start here for a free instant download. These are the best feel-good tips we've found, and you're going to get so much value from them. Again, go to our website, askyourself-whynot.com. Click start here for a free instant download. Why not start feeling good today?
that's wild. I've heard too before, like after a natural natural disaster, there'll be more um, girls that are born than boys because it's like in the DNA the to produce. Yeah. yeah, like the stressor or something like that. You're, you got to survive your species. You've got to survive your species. So the system's highest or greatest need is to survive, mm-hmm. but, but its highest ideal is to thrive. So at the same time that it's almost trying to protect and sometimes it feels like prevent you from moving forward, it's actually trying to show you things so it can push you forward because you're the one who takes it to the next level or simply repeats it. Wow. So is that what you kind of mean when you talk about systemic work, kind of like analyzing um, your uh, family's history and the big events? Yeah, systemic work is the study of you within your system because you didn't happen in a vacuum. You came down as a result of many, 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 many generations that led all the way to you. And so it's the study of how did I get to be me and who is it that me is wanting to become? I love that. That is really, that's really good. I think it's that awareness around it too. Now you were the first person that I had heard ever mention the term constellations. Um, and Jayla and I, obviously we read your book. We've done a little bit of constellation DIY work for ourselves, but if you wouldn't mind explaining to our listeners, what are constellations and why are they so effective? And then how can, how can somebody do a D- DIY constellation themselves? Absolutely. So what is a constellation? This, was, this came about because of Bert Hellinger. It was his work. And a constellation is a 3D representation of what you carry inside you or in your mind. So you have an issue and we either write it down on a piece of paper or we try and solve it in our our minds. This is typical. Or we swallow the emotions. But during a constellation, particularly if you come to a live event, what we do is we choose members of the audience or members of the, the group to represent the parts of your system. So let's say you said, I, I really struggle with, with money. Let's go to money again. Um, <clears throat> I would say to you, we take a history and maybe we determine that dad had problems, mom might have had problems, but we want to see where it lies and what it's doing. So I would say to you, choose someone to represent mom, someone to represent dad, someone to represent yourself, and let's begin there and have a look. Now we might add other members. So what happens is, these representatives start to sense into the system. And people will say to me, that's not possible. How can you sense into somebody else's system? Well, it's pretty easy to explain. If you think about something like The Voice or American Idol or any one of those, you watch somebody have a moment and you get goosebumps. Why? You're sensing into their system. Or you watch the news and you see somebody get horribly injured and you you just about throw up, why? you're sensing into their system. We've just never been taught overtly that we do that. So in this work, this is what happens and you see very accurate representations. Clients are often totally bowled over by the fact that that the representation is so accurate. So what I do is I say to them, I want you to place these representatives in relationship to one another, the way that it is for you. So maybe dad's standing off to one side, mom is close to you or, you're standing looking at both of them or you're standing in the middle of them because you were the super glue or you can't connect and you're way out on the edge. And I start to ask questions about that and and then about the events surrounding that. What happened? When did the distance occur? 
Have you always been the super glue? What does that feel like? What do you tell yourself about that? And suddenly those pieces around money will be, well, well you know, dad said don't spend, so I don't spend. What does that feel like? There are times I really want to just go and, but we can't do that. So you see the unconscious loyalties that build. Now, yeah. the piece with this is you've now got that wired into your brain and your body. And what we do with that is we use those words and sentences and we begin to rewire. And because you can see it, hear it, feel it, touch it and walk in it, it becomes an embodied experience that creates an aha <laughs> And that is when you begin rewiring from where I'm stuck to what's possible. Okay. That's very interesting. Now, me and Shay have been doing a lot of this work to where we feel that we are generational breakers in our family. Mm -hmm. um, but if someone would be listening to this for the first time and they're really, you know, wanting to get involved with um, this work, uh, what would be the best way to identify your inherited family patterns and especially the ones that no longer serve you? Okay. So what you want to do is sit down and think about the things that really make you down, mad, sad, irritated, hopeless, depressed, whatever that is. Those are usually your multi-generational patterns. They're asking you to begin looking at them so you can change them. Then I want you to think about the times where you allow yourself to dream, imagine, create. Those are the patterns that are trying to emerge. Now, you asked me about a DIY constellation. What I do when I don't have live representatives is I use pieces of paper because you're very able to transfer your emotions onto inanimate objects. So paper, pebbles. When I used to travel more than I, I have in the last while, of course, because of the pandemic, I think DFW used to hide their sugar packets because people would be asking me things and I'd be coming down the elevator at gate 23 where the, the um, kiosk was with the coffee. And I'd say, hold on a minute. And I'd grab sugar packets and start using those. Yeah. So you can use anything you want to. The point is you're dimensionalizing what's inside and you're now making it overt where you can see it and do something with it. Well, one of the things that we were reading from your book is on this DIY constellations is, um, so say, say you have a history um, of tough relationships with pretty much all the men in your family. Mm -hmm. Right. You could do that constellation. And I think what I was reading on there too, is you could put arrows, right? You could put arrows. Are they away yeah, from the thank family? You for saying that. Yes. Arrows yeah. are super important because then it becomes a directional marker and you can see who's engaged, who's not engaged, who's pointing out, who's pointing in. Super important. Yeah. And so that's, that helped me kind of have more empathy for the people in my immediate family that have, you know, um, that you have like a disgruntled relationship with, or for whatever reason, they just weren't as close to the family. Cause then it gives you empathy as you look back in their family pattern. Even you can see that all the men's, for example, in that family were pointing away from, you know, the, yeah. And you want to ask in that family, who was the original man who left and so what have the women had to now become right. because the men leave? Because if the women can change their pattern and the men can change theirs, or even just the women, you need just one. If women can turn around and say men are beautiful and delicious and mm -hmm. welcome, suddenly it's not such a scary landscape for men to inhabit anymore. 
Yeah. Jayla and I both talked about that. Like, I think our, our, you know, our moms had a little bit of tumultuous relationship and they've done, they did better for themselves um, along the way. But when you, we did hear a lot of growing up, like all men suck or like, you know, that kind of thing. Exactly. And so that becomes your DNA, right? Don't forget ladies, men suck. All men suck. They're useless. If you get one, he's going to let you down. And it becomes part of their DNA until they can, you know, start to change it as well. Yeah. I love what you also said though about you, you have more compassion. Uh, what you notice is because your context changes, because you're now looking and seeing the context changes and often anger becomes insight and compassion. And the so-called villain sometimes isn't and sometimes is a bit of a hero and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. You no longer become, you can no longer be the victim. Victim, yeah. Oh, and that one is a beast. Let me tell you, because there are days, I don't know about you, but there are days when I think, I want to be a victim today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the yeah. other voice is going, well, how's that working for you? Because you know, you can't be one. Yeah, that's the generational pattern there too, right? Absolutely, Absolutely. yeah. It's yeah. What, wherever we feel safe, mm-hmm. you know, for sure. Yeah. The victim um, mentality too is, um, it's just one that is for whatever reason, whether that's in our DNA or not, I, it, maybe it is, maybe that's something that would help you see where along the line did my family start to think in this, in this way. Cause I exactly. think it's and it more also keeps us, Yeah, it absolutely. It keeps us very stuck at the moment in the world. That is the great sleep. We've all decided that being a victim is super helpful because you can monetize it or capitalize on it or feel good. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is, it's like taking a bad drug. It also keeps us asleep and it keeps you from an incredible adventure in your life. You don't want to do that. Yes. A life of fear instead of love. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And you know, when you start this real adventure called life and you realize you're not a victim and you're co-creating all the time, honestly, you look back and you go, what was that kind of paler version? No, thank you. Yeah. And, and we had read in your book too, you had said something in there about like living your dream life. Like, like once you start to create awareness around the limiting beliefs and you start to understand the systems and the constellations, you can start placing like your dreams in there and that the universe wants you to have your dreams met as well. Yeah. Well, think about it this way as well. The minute that you start saying yes to the dream and yes to the better life, you're rewiring your brain. The minute you start the unlimited language, because we have two languages, the limited one, which we have all grown up with, but we also have the unlimited one, which we are told to fear. When you start doing the unlimited language and you say, of course, and I can, and I am, and you shift from limited emotions to elevated emotions, sky's the limit. I love that. Switching from limited to elevated. Absolutely. Yeah. I like that little reframe for sure. Joe Dispenza always talks about like, mm-hmm. those elevated elevated emotions. What are what are an example of elevated emotions? Exactly. Which- yes, he does. And my work is often compared to him. In fact, by the way, just by the way, before I answer that, um, if you've seen Joe Dispenza's work or done any of his meditations, the two meditations that I recorded, the, the meditation of the mother and the father, which is a full-on constellation meditation I I recorded with the same person who composes his music oh wow that's amazing 
Oh, he is an incredible, incredible composer and producer. And uh, he, he does it very mindfully using specific wavelengths to compose the music. But back to elevated emotions. So your normal, typical emotions are anger, frustration, sadness, a little bit of happiness, woo, tiny bit of excitement, we done. No, it's when you switch from being hopeless or sad or scared or irritated and you start to look at the world and you go, wow, and you have the sense of gratitude, but you really feel it. You really feel it. You can feel it in your heart and your body. And you walk out and you do a gratitude walk and there is kindness and there is joy. This changes everything. You look at everybody and go, you're amazing. Even though you're yeah. right now not being very nice, you're amazing. And so life starts to change for you. And again, you are rewiring. When you wire your head, your heart, and your gut, and those three align, you achieve a state of coherence. And that's your creative place. Because that is when, and this is very important, your brain tells your body a story that the body can believe. And when the body goes, got it, that becomes your new truth. Mm. Yes, I was just um, speaking to a friend yesterday and I said how how awesome or how I feel like when I had that huge mindset shift where I would just wake up in the morning and just be excited. And if you had asked me what I was excited for, I couldn't really tell you an exact reason I just it was like a mindset shift for me um but I believe that it's going to be a great day you know you're very that's good you not only believe it's going to be a great day but now that you're telling yourself it's going to be a great day yes it is you know that you walk out the door and everybody goes would you like this here you here's this this is not magic this is you rewiring the brain which means you're rewiring your frequency you're rewiring your heart and you're rewiring by the way your gut which is very underrated because mm. a gut is either is one of two things it's either the watch out compass or it's that inner gut sense that takes you all the way to success when you are wired in a in a really helpful way it's going to tell you this is good you can feel it in your gut your gut relaxes when when there is trouble afoot it goes get out boom and it shoots you out yeah. So your gut, you're saying you can, there's evidence of rewiring your gut once you do this kind of system. Absolutely. Yes. And you will see that. Um, I think Jayla, was it you who said you woke up and went, I don't know why I'm happy, but I'm happy. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. If you listen to your gut right then, if you just put your hand on your stomach, you'll feel it's relaxed and it's, it's, it's purring like a kitty cat. Mm. yeah our gut is really really important the way things happen it's never that you have a closed mind it's that you have a closed heart you get a fright and your heart closes you go never doing that again not doing that again and Mm. so the minute your heart closes your brain goes from the the frontal cortex it goes into the survival brain and it shuts down says can't see that can't see that can't see that and your gut goes oh and it tightens. Tightens, yeah. The minute that your heart goes, this is beautiful, it opens, your brain goes, look what I can see. And your gut goes, yeah, we're here. And it changes the biome of that gut. Yeah, yeah your it energy. It changes the biome, yeah. Yeah, that's probably a really good way to know whether or not you're, you're in a good elevated emotion is how your gut's behaving. Oh, I will give you a quick and easy way for you and for your listeners very quick and easy way. And it also tells you whether you're heading into your future or whether you're you're in a systemic trance with your past. 
So what you want to do is put down a piece of paper on one side and a piece of paper on the other side of the room. On the one side, you write my future and you write a goal. On the other side, you write my ancestors and everything they said about why we can't. Then find your place between the two. And your gut is going to take you straight there. You keep walking, you'll eventually go, yep, this is it. And then notice, are you anchored more in your future or more in your past? If you're anchored more in your past, you have work to do. If you're anchored more in your future, keep using that elevated emotion because it'll take you past all of your old excuses. What a great exercise in like yes. feeling and trusting your intuition. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So Judy, this is also fascinating to me. Um, yeah. Like, how did you get into this? Like, what, <laughs> what was your drive behind it? Uh, I don't know about the drive. So I was... I had moved to the US, my father was killed, and it was a question of, do I want to write books or go crazy? So I figured writing books was probably a better idea. Started writing the books, was doing research for one of the books I was writing and stumbled into somebody who was doing this. And they said, come learn the work and I'll help you with a book. So I went and learned the work and got zero help with the book. But the upshot was I started doing this work and then organizations said, Well, if you could do it for individuals, can you do it with our our executives? And can you help us problem solve some of our really tricky situations? So I went to the Netherlands for a bit and then came back to do that and discovered the one thing that I think is probably a little different in my work. And that's that in traditional constellations work, when we've seen what's happened, you can now see the pattern that's there, what it's caused and what the effects are. And you can begin to work on that. But I had a lot of people saying to me, okay, but now what? And I realized that the other end of this was, it was highly transformational. The now what was the pattern that was trying to emerge and people needed to know that. So I started working with that. But the oddest piece of the story is that somebody said to me years down the line, well, of course, you know how to do this work. And I said, why? And they said, well, because it started in South Africa. I did not know that. And they said, and it started with a Zulu tribe. Did not know that either. But when I left the medical arena in South Africa to move here, the person who gave my farewell speech was a Zulu gentleman. Excuse me. And he said, you may be leaving us, but you'll find a way to represent us in the world. And I laughed. And now I do. Wonderful. That's a lot of connections right there. Lots of connections. Yeah, definitely in your DNA, for sure. Yeah, no, it's been a very interesting journey, but I think more than anything, it's, you know, the, the whole piece of this work is that I realize at a profound level that transformation is not for the chosen few. It's for mm-hmm. those who choose it. And it's very practical. Oh, I love that and very logical, and very deep. You talk too in your book a lot about um, transformation. A lot of people think like, wow, it's magical. Look at that person all of a sudden overnight, you know, they have all this success. But you were saying in your book, it's not necessarily, it is magic, but it takes a lot. The magic is actually in the patience and the persistence to Turtle. take those little steps. And Jayla and I always talk about turtle steps, we, which we yes. define as like small little steps 
towards the life that you want, the life that yeah. you know feels good in your bones. That you can do on your worst day. Yeah. Exactly. So so there are a couple of things. Yes, it's absolutely turtle steps. And and at a live event, what you will sometimes see, just as you would probably see with Joe Dispenza, what you will see is there's a sudden breakthrough moment. And in an instant, people will rewire. This does happen. And it often happens when they get into not, not a, now I've got to be careful with what I say, not a, <coughs> an, not, an, not a head elevated emotion, if that makes sense. It's when you really connect with your heart and you really stay present. When those two happen and you're doing a constellation, then it, it becomes almost the opposite of a traumatic experience. It becomes that elevated transformational experience. And what happens for people in that situation is they, they get rid of the yes buts. Those all go bye-bye. They're very present. They can, they can see where they've gotten stuck. They can see where they're heading. And the brain in the moment, because it's primed with that elevated emotion and presence, goes, yes. And the heart goes, yes. And the gut goes, yes, and the shift happens. And it can be that quick. For many of us, it is not, but it absolutely happens. Yeah, we all hear those miraculous stories. Yeah, and, and I see them, I'm very lucky. I see them every time I have an event. I see those because people come in and they go, I'm done with excuses, let's go. Mm, they're just ready to, ready to do it. They're ready, yeah. Yeah. What are um, systemic sentences? Oh, I love systemic sentences. So systemic sentences <clears throat> are these little, they can, they can go two ways. They can be the beastly little things that keep us stuck or the incredible wings that, that give us flight. So they're like this. Uh, let's go to relationships. All men are terrible. Mm -hmm. That is a systemic sentence. Mm -hmm. uh, in our family, we have nothing but bad luck. That's a systemic sentence. Oh, yes. It's almost a prophetic sentence it's a telling you how it is in the family and that becomes the truth because your body buys what your brain is telling it now you have a look at somebody else who looks at that and says of course I can do that I'm perfectly capable they're using another one in our family everybody's super smart mm. and so they are right. so these are systemic sentences and if you use them well and your brain tells your body the story the body can believe, that becomes your new guidepost. You want to be very, very careful in elevated or, or escalated situations where you're in a really, really tough position or a really, really good position. You want to be very mindful of what you're telling yourself in those moments because they will become your truth. Like a and I'll give you a beautiful example of that. I had a, a lady who said to me, you know, she, she had all of the success and she said, but I just, I never feel okay. And I mm -hmm. said to her, when did that start? And she thought about, she said, I know when it started and I've never thought about it. When I heard my uh, father was diagnosed with stage four cancer, I turned to my colleague and I looked at her and I said to her, I will not be okay. Oh, interesting. And so it played out until she could see it and, and go for a walk and say, hey, dad, I am okay. Yeah. 
whatever follows after I am, right? Yeah, absolutely. Very powerful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so that it, I, the way when you were explaining that, it reminded me of like limiting beliefs, but it's more of an ingrained in the family. Limiting oh, it's, it is the family nervous system. We don't just have individual nervous systems. Mm. We have multi-generational nervous systems. And those are the pesky little beasts that can tweak us. Mm. That's interesting. Uh, Judy, you've mentioned meta patterns. Um, what are those and how do they affect us? Sure. They affect us sometimes very well and sometimes not so well. A meta pattern is a very large world pattern. Okay. At the moment, we have a lot of, my life is terrible since this pandemic. Oh, Things yeah. will never be the same again. We're all suffering, which of course does us no good. But then you see other people, by the way, who look at that and go, oh, there's an opportunity here. And yeah, they do yeah. something with it. Yep. The meta pattern is that. The meta pattern is um, war. A meta pattern is famine. A, a meta pattern is a pandemic the big, big ones that have big, big effects on people that are pretty much unified. In other words, after a war, we all struggle. After a famine, nobody feels safe to connect. After uh, the, the Great Depression, we'll never be wealthy again. We've got to struggle for every penny. And you hear the sentences, the meta sentences coming out of that. Or you're going to hear somebody saying, in times of adversity, we prosper. Guess who's on the way to, to thriving? Warren Buffett. <laughs> that would be him. Yeah. I, I've heard him say that before. Honestly, he'll say, when other people are afraid, that's where I become comfortable and looking for the opportunity. Yeah. And so if you go and have a look yeah. in his family system, you will probably find somebody way back, or it begins with him, who went, huh. So they're all running for the hills. Let's see what I can find here. Yeah. 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 Cause I, I think um, I've heard some, I've heard other thought leaders, you know, we're, we're in a recession now and that's what we hear a lot. We're in a recession. We're in a recession. Groceries are expensive. That's just how we talk ourselves into it. Right. Yeah. You like talk yourself into a terrible economy and then it's, it, I get it now with that meta pattern. So oh, yeah. To break that, it just, because you have to become aware around it. Is that what you would say but to break that there is a very simple way of doing that you simply ask yourself what's possible here okay what that's simple here? and do not stray back into that our big sleep in humanity at the moment our big sleep is victimhood we've Ooh. all gone to sleep and pretended we're victims oh that is really uh really powerful there for sure well, if people want to connect with you, um, we'll put your link for the book in our show notes. So if people would like to buy your book, it's called Decoding Your Emotional Blueprints, um, which is a powerful guide to transformation through disentangling multi-generational patterns. Both Jayla and I read it. It's highly recommended. Yes, absolutely. So we'll put that. But if people want to connect with you, what would be the best way? So two things. The other one, of course, is the meditations. They are super helpful for somebody who has not done a constellation. It'll take them all the way through. There are two ways to connect. They can connect, best way, is through judywilkins-smith.com. Okay. And uh, if they want to come and have a look at it live, then they want to go to the events. I actually have one in November at Disney World. 
I, I saw that. Yes. Yes. We're going to end up oh, yeah. one year events. I'm oh, sure. absolutely. We will be there for, for someone too. And I, I remember reading Alyssa about, but I think this is important. If, if somebody doesn't have a great relationship with their birth parents or if they're adopted or they don't quite, quite know their family history, is there, is this still something that they can do for themselves? More than absolutely. Totally. Okay. That's that's good to know. So they, the mother and father meditations would be appropriate for them as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, in fact, I had one host who uh, said to me, so I have zero relationship with my father. Don't mm -hmm. want to, don't wish to, never have had. So what I did before coming on air with you was I did the meditation of the father so that I could argue with you about it. And I went, okay. She mm -hmm. said, now I have a father. Oh, that's good. That's like that. I think there's a lot of people with father and mother issues. Oh, yeah. Honestly. Um, yeah, and, and those father and mother issues are actually father and mother opportunities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because the minute you shut down any of them, if you shut down mom or shut down dad, it doesn't make you bad. It doesn't make you terrible. What it does do is it shuts you off from your access to the source of what you need information wise for you to be able to grow. Yes. Yeah. It helps that um, hate or whatever. It makes it is. you have that, well, that scarcity mindset too. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Now, Judy, I'm going to kind of explain a little bit of um, the title of our podcast, because it kind of goes with that limited beliefs. Mm -hmm. um, it's ask yourself, why not? Uh, and it was kind of like a mindset shift where people were like, well, why me? So we kind of had the why not you when you're faced with things that you may hold yourself back and stuff. So when we get to the end of our show, we kind of always asked our guests, like, what is your why not of the day? Oh, I love that. Yeah, I've got a why not of the day. Perfect. You, you, would you like you to share? It? Yes, let's yes. hear it. Good. So the why not of the day is this. I don't know who you're waiting for. And I don't know who you think's going to do it for you. But why not you? Mm. It is so much fun to mm. do this thing called life as an adventure. Don't wait for somebody else to have the adventure. Why not Yes, I love. Why that. not wake up excited for nothing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's not for nothing. You're waking yes. up excited because you're about to go and co-create. That is correct. I love that. Why not you? That we like to say that too. Like, why not you? Why not now? Right? Mm -hmm. If yeah, mine mm -hmm. always is. If not you, then who? If not now, then when? If not here, then where? Exactly. That. That's so good. I love this conversation. I, I know we are going to open the eyes of so many in our community. And we started this podcast too, because we live in a smaller community and we don't have a ton of accesses to, um, access to big city resources. So we were like, you know, we need to show people that they do, Yeah, you know, we're, right where we live in our area. And so we just appreciate you taking the time to come on today and speak with us. Oh, thank you. And of course, you know what you did, right? You said, why not us? We did. We it. did. Uh, yep. We said that. We're like, we're talking to a world-renowned speaker today. Yes, we're so we excited. And yeah. it's been such fun. It has been such fun. It's been an easy conversation. You are a delight. Mm -hmm. um, and we will put all the links to how people can connect more with you. I, I'm inspired to take one of your, um, your in-person courses. And I love that it's in Disney. Yes. As oh, well. yeah. We the may one be in November is in Disney and, and it is a blast. I'm sure it is. That's... I might be looking into that today. Absolutely. There's a whole lot of magic that happens when you come to Disney. It's not like any other 
a, work, a course that you've been to or event. Oh my goodness. I love that you said that. Love yeah, that. that's great. We are having a Disney, um, a Disney planner on here soon. One of our good friends, that's a very successful Disney vacation planner. And you're right. There is a different energy when you go to Disney mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. Any, Cause he, any- he said, why not me? And he never quit. He did. He did. did. A dream is a wish your heart makes. Exactly. Create your dream. Well, thank you so much for joining us again. This is the Ask Yourself Yourself Why Why Not podcast. I'm Shay. I'm Jayla. And you guys can check out our website, askyourself-whynot.com for more information on today's show with Mm -hmm. Dr. Or Miss Judy Wilkin Smith. I, I called you a doctor, but that's okay. You feel oh, like it's fine. You could do that if somebody's going to moan about it, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. We appreciate it, Judy. And me too. It was such fun. Thank you both. Thank you so much. And we'll take be in, care. Okay, we'll be in touch um, once it airs and everything, and we'll let you know. Please uh, do. Then. All right. Have a great one. We hope to see you at one of your events someday. I can't wait to see you. Yes, same here. Take care. Have a beautiful day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, share it with a friend or give us a great review. Yes. And also, if you have an idea for a show, please share it with us. We really love to know what our community um, thinks about the episodes that we're creating as well. Yeah, what our listeners are enjoying listening to. Yeah, that really helps us create better content for you. Yeah, absolutely. As always, thank you for listening to the Ask Ask Yourself Why Not podcast.